Viewer discretion is advised for this love theme podcast. The content may contain discussions and sensitive topics related to relationships, dating, and love. Some content may not be suitable for all listeners, especially those uncomfortable with open and vulnerable conversations. We encourage our listeners to practice self-care and to reach out to a trusted friend or professional if they need support. You have no friends, you have me. Welcome to the Lost Lover Boy Podcast. Welcome. To the third episode of the Lost Lover Boy podcast, I am honored to have you here. Um, if you're returning, if you've seen the first episode or the second episode, look, thank you for watching it. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Checking it out means the world to me. Hopefully you subscribed, liked, left a comment. I try to respond to all of them. If you are new here, welcome. This is a safe space for all the lovers out there in the world. I am very fortunate to have you. Without you, there's no growth. Please go back, check out the first episode. I'll go over who I am, why I am, what a lost lover boy is, where it started, and, you know, what I aim to do going forward in the future. The second episode is really where that future plays in, though. See, in that second episode, I go over what I envision the possible, the possibly, the maybe, the hopefully, the by the grace of God, I can have an engagement that grand to the future Mrs. Wiley. So, you know, we'll see. Um, be sure to check that out. Listen to it. Let me know how you like it. Leave a comment, subscribe, like, a follow. Now, on this third episode, I called it Broken Prayers. Um, and I wrote a song on this project I got called More for Less Volume 2 about a man who did not grow up in a church household, who was not in church every Sunday, who spoke to God the same way he spoke to his friends. Got down on his knees and said, yo, listen, big homie, it's me again. I don't know if you hear me. I don't know if you, you know, know what I mean when I say check it out. <laughs> but I'm coming to you because that's what my granny tell me to do. I'm coming to you because that's what everybody, you are who they tell me put my faith in. Um, and that man ask questions like, why would you watch a mother's heart get broken the moment her baby dies? Why is there people in this world without food to eat? Why are people who's far more morally wrong than I am receiving these blessings? And in the music video to this song called Broken Prayers, that man He's in church asking these questions, and he attempts to commit suicide. He pulls out a Glock 19, puts it to his head, and pulls the trigger after he's done asking all these questions. But his angel saves him, and that man is me. Um, it's a song I wrote. Before I wrote that song, I had never known like people was putting their mental health problems within music. I had never known people to be that vulnerable, but after I had put it out, I, I, I saw how many people resonated with it. Um, the video has since been taken down, but it will be re-released um, very soon, redistributed very soon. I'm just waiting till we can hit you know, um, a certain number of subscribers, let's say 3,000 subscribers, and we can start distributing these videos again. But that man was me. I'm not sure if you're familiar um, or you've heard it or you've read it or you've seen it somewhere, but on October 29, 2021, I attempted to take my own life. Um, 
But before we dive into that story, I just want to, you know, mention a few icons, legends, celebrities who have taken their own life. Um, where do I start? Robin Williams, Amy Winehouse, Marilyn Monroe, Lee Young. I'm not sure you fam- are you familiar with. I'm not sure if you're familiar with who that is, but on Disney Channel, he was known as Jet Jackson. Um, Heath Ledger, you know, um, and probably the most notable, um, Stephen Boss, also known as Twitch from So You Think You Can Dance and Dancing with the Stars, I believe, and the Ellen DeGeneres Show. You know, but that one really hit home because, like, nobody saw that coming. I don't think we really saw none of those coming. But they have this one was so recent, you know. It really, really struck a nerve when I found that out. Um, That's why I'm I'm a high advocate. And check on your strong friends, please. Reach out to the friends that don't ask for your help too often. Reach out to the friends who seem like they got it all together, the friend who cracked the most jokes at the party or at the event. Reach out to those people because they may need help more than you know. I promise you, more than you know, because I was once that strong friend. Um, But on October 29th, let's get along with the story. October 29th, it was the same day as the Millennium Tour. I had watched... Lil Bow Wow get on stage and he do the, let me hold you. That, that right there when he, you know what I'm talking about. You know what that is. I watched Mario take his shirt off in front of all these, these women. They, oh my God, it's Mario. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't that incredible for me. It wasn't that monumental to me. The day didn't seem as bright. Now, maybe a month before this, I had started cutting my wrist. Now, you know, I used to view that as like a crowd for help or a longing for some attention. But for me, it wasn't. For me, it was me attempting to feel something. In my life at the moment, I had no joy. I had no excitement. I had no... Nothing I was looking forward to. I wasn't making music. I was just getting up, living in this routine. I couldn't even tell you the weather outside. I couldn't even tell you if it was sunny or not. Every day seemed gloomy to me. I was exhausted all the time, and I wasn't even in the gym. I was just tired on a day-to-day basis. I wasn't getting good sleep. I was mentally checked out. So by the time the Millennium Tour had rolled around, um, I had recently just lost my best friend who had, you know, introduced me to music. He like realized one day he woke up and was like, I don't want to be your homie no more. And I was like, oh shit. I remember crying about it and all a bunch of shit, you know. Um, I'm a cry, I'm a cancer, but I'm not a crybaby. But that, that right there really affected me and hit home more than anything because this was my dog. Like y'all don't understand it. Me and this man had some crazy ass stories. Um, but I had recently, like, the, the relationship with my child's mother had been severed. Um, that seemed like it had no hope in fixing itself. I was just low, man. And that night, instead of trying to feel pain, I tried to permanently feel nothing. Now, 
to look at my arm, you can clearly see. I don't know if you see it in the camera, but you can clearly see I have veins all over the place. I always have. My granddad, like, kind of, he's the same way. Um, no matter how much weight I gain, my veins will always sit on top of the muscle. On October 29th, I could not find a single vein in my motherfucking arm. I, from here to here, nothing. It's like I was a fucking mannequin, right? So I'm trying, I'm trying to find this vein in my arm, and nah, it, was, it, was, it was going too fucking slow. I remember, like, I lived in this city called River Grove at the time. It's right outside Chicago. I said, River Grove, river up the street, probably about seven blocks. On this day, it was fucking cold. You know Chicago. It was probably like 30 degrees. I got on a fucking tank top. I don't even think I got on shoes. I'm bawling my motherfucking eyes out walking down a block. And this car stops me. And this car like, are you okay? Do you need help? Do you need something? And I'm like, no, I'm okay. I'm good. I was just headed home. Now, this car with this like man and woman in it followed me all the way home. Follow we all the way back to the motherfucking crib. And um, believe it or not, they made it. Sure, I made it in and everything. I'm in the house, my arm bleeding. And I'm getting dizzier and dizzier around this bitch. Um, I don't know if y'all ever seen that vine where that little boy was like, I'm dizzy. Yeah, it was me. I was dizzy than the motherfucker. And I end up like passing out on the bed. Like right, right as I reached the bed. And... Um, Bleeding at the arm, my parent come busting in, boom, and um, they are now in my house, and they seeing their what they may have believed to be at the time their strongest, one of their strongest childs bleeding out at the arm, trying to figure out how he got himself in this position. And man, you know, it was tough, hard, hard for them to see me in such a vulnerable moment, but. They did what any great parents would do. They bandaged me up. All I was, they rapping this month. All of this shit. I don't know what noise that was I just made, but fuck it. Go with it. Just run with the story. I'm talking to my father and my mother done took her time to clean my whole goddamn house. Living room, Logan room, bathroom, kitchen, all of this. My bed. She cleaning the bed while I'm in the bed. Everything. And, um... That was the refill I needed. That was the love I needed. I often tell people that we're like pitchers. Humans are like pitchers, right? And as you pour into somebody else, if no one's pouring into you, you're eventually going to run out. You're eventually going to be exhausted and drained and, in my case, depressed. My parents was there for me every step of the way. See, me and my mother... Talk every day. We've always talked every day. It's my bestie. You know what I'm saying? Um, we speak about life, relationships. My mother's one of the realest people I know. So is my dad, you know? And they took me in under their wing and just made sure I was okay. Treated me like a kid again. And um, I'm fortunate. I cannot say thank you to them. Enough. My whole life has been hell-bent on retiring these people. I just, um, 
I will. So that's why when y'all like liking, subscribing, commenting, following, buying merchandise, whatever it is, I am grateful from the bottom of my heart. Now, I remember the days following. My son came to me and he said, Daddy, you need a Band-Aid. And this is, this is a two and a half, three-year-old boy not understanding what's going on. Not a clue in the world as to what his dad is actually going through, how weak his daddy feels. All he knows is, Daddy, you need a Band-Aid. That, that'll fix you. You got it. As soon as he said that, tears. Um, that little boy, um, I, I don't think people understand how much guilt came behind that. You know, I don't think people understand how much guilt actually ran following that. Um, I had this weight on my heart that most will never understand. My son is everything to me. And I almost deprived my son an opportunity of his wants, his will, his wishes, his dreams, his desires, his goals, his aspirations. I am molding those things at the moment. I am helping him find himself. And I almost snatched all of that away from him so selfishly. Because I was hurting. Because I was depressed. Because I was down. Because I was sad. And I don't think people understand what I've lived with every day since. I've spent so much time trying to apologize. I just look at my son sometimes and be like, you know, I love you, right? You know, daddy is trying for you, right? And he just look at me and be like, I know, I know. You don't know, boy. You don't know like I want you to know. You don't know. But um, I, it was so hard, so hard for me to forgive myself for that. I don't think people understand. Nearly impossible to forget. I try to be the best dad I could ever possibly be. And I will. Y'all know I want more children. Y'all know I want a daughter. Y'all know I want like five kids and my wife going to give it to me. And I'm going to try for them all. I have to be strong for them all because they deserve it. I don't even know you, wifey. I don't even know you, baby. I don't even know you, mama, but you deserve it out of me. You know, um... I was coaching a little, I was coaching a middle school basketball team at the time. And shout out to them. You know, we're coach. We're coach. They went undefeated. You know what I'm saying? All the way to the championship, undefeated. Buzzer, beater, game, winner. You feel what I'm saying? And um, every day I would wear like full jogging suits to practice because I didn't want them to ask the same questions my son posed. I didn't want them to see the same. All they knew me was for being strong. I was a strong friend to everybody. So I had to cover it up, you know? I, I couldn't let people see me like that. And you know what's crazy is I actually still have the scars till this day. Like, 
I don't think you'll be able to see him. Like, I, don't, I ain't on, I ain't on that with y'all. Like, I'm not gonna like. The goal of this is not to traumatize you. You know, it's just to say I've been there. I've lived it. I understand what it's like. Your mind is a possible thing to trick. So if you're not genuine happy, you can't convince yourself you is. You'll never be able to do it. Um, but for me, I spent every waking moment of my life attempting to apologize to my son. Attempting to let him know his dad is sorry for something. In the song I wrote for him, it's also on that project I spoke about with Broken Prayers called More for Less Volume 2. It's this song called To My Best Friend. And I wrote this letter to him at that age he was, and I wrote the second verse at an age he'll be one day. But the first verse mentions, the first verse goes over like me being strong for him. Like, I said, I'm trying to think of the exact word is for you. I said, ah, it's slipping my mind right now. Forgive me, please. It's a lot on my mind, but I'm going to pull it up for you. That's the beauty of a podcast. You can actually stop and check it out. So let me check it out for you. The exact words I gave to my son, because I don't want to, I don't want to get it wrong. I meant it so I meant it from the bottom of my soul that I don't, I can't, I can't get it wrong. You know, but um, let's check it out. Okay. Oh, listen. Don't be sad. I love you. My son told me, it's okay, daddy. Don't be sad. I love you. Mwah. That, that, those were his words to me. And um, I don't know, man. Y'all, I don't, I don't think y'all understand, like, to... The guilt, that's the most guilt I've ever lived with in my lifetime. I'm still working on healing from that. Like, But I said in this song, I'm most thankful for the love you helped me learn to give. I learned to love myself because you love me for who I am. Mistakes I've made don't seem to matter in this role I play. I've done things I'm too ashamed to claim. Afraid that if you knew the truth, then you would probably hold your head in shame. I gave you your own because you're stronger than this name I claim. And um, that's, that's what I'm referring to. You know, um, I was shaken to the core, man. I said in the second verse, I said, you fall for some cutie, run to me yelling, this must be love. In that same breath, look, I'm going to let you know that road is rough. Heartbreak aches the heart of heroes you thought was tough. You know, like, that's two things I would never wish on my worst enemy, depression and heartbreak. I wouldn't do it. Like, I'd rather you, that's suffrage, that's suffering. That's a hard, hard thing to to live with, to deal with, to comprehend, to understand, to heal from. I'm still healing to this day from some shit that transpired in 2021, you know? And now people was reaching out to me on October 29th, Miss Singleton. 
Miss Singleton was nice enough to send me a care package saying congratulations on another year here, saying thank you for being here, saying I'm proud of you. She gave me a great sweater, you know, with the suicide survivor emblem on it. I am blessed. People ask me now, how are you? I am. I used to say so much. I'm happy to be happy. This year alone, this year alone turned everything around for me. I've mended so many relationships. I had a thing with my father that we recently spoke about at the beginning of this year. I've connected, reconnected with my little brother, and I'm so blessed to say that. I've spoken to that friend I fell out with. I've, you know, found common ground and understood that the way my love life ended is the way my love life is supposed to be. A new, a new story will begin. You know, I've understood that the relationship with my child can never be severed by anyone. I'm that boy daddy. I'm always going to be that boy daddy, God damn it. You know, and um, that's why I'm here telling you that it's okay to feel how you feel as long as you feel better after. You know, I have no animosity, no hatred, no hostility towards anybody in my life. And that's the most, that's what I'm proud of the most. I'm healed. I'm just happy to be happy. I'm back doing what makes me happy. Walking in my truest self, you know? There's no personas. There's no, you know, hidden agendas. There's no ulterior motives. There's no anything. I'm happy. I'm blessed. I know God is watching over me. I am still here. When I look back on that feeling God gave my mother or my father to Come check on me. When I look back on that feeling that made those people driving by, stop and ask, are you okay? That was nothing short of the Lord. Nothing short of God. God wanted me to be here for this reason. To tell so many people that it'll be okay. A brighter day is coming. I assure, I assure you of it. You know, and I am going to continue healing for from the guilt that I was living with with my son. I'm going to continue healing on it. I promise you that. It ain't done. It's not over. You know, but I'm, I'm, I'm still here. I am, you can't tell me I'm not one of God's favorites. So when I see people support and reach out and telling me I'm giving them hope or I'm giving them, you know, faith to believe again, whether it's in love, their own life, in self-love, in God damn it, whatever. If you're telling me you want to start a podcast because I inspire you to do it, God damn it, start you a podcast. I'll tune in. I'll check it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, mental health is a very, very, very serious issue. And if you feel like you are not okay, reach out to someone close. I promise you, I'll be checking my DM. I respond to so many people in one day. If I do not get to you, I apologize. Don't be mad at me. I'm trying. I am just one man. I am not this, you know, higher figure than anybody else. I'm just a man. I'm just a man learning, listening, loving, and trying to do better. When I get on here and I speak about love, man, that lover boy, that lover is just that. I will give my shirt off. I will give the shirt off my back to anybody who needed it. And anybody that know me knows that. I'll give up all I got just to see somebody smile.
I give up all I got. Love is everywhere around me. I am love. That's where that love of boy comes from. And I love you enough to say, check on yourself. It's time you stand up. If you're feeling away, if you're feeling down, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling dark, listen, find you something. Self-care is important. Isolate. Learn yourself. Read a book. Ride a bike. Surround yourself with those who truly love you. Venture out. Do new things. I hit the gym solely because that weight I'm lifting in the gym is the weight I lifted right on off my shoulders. They say the gym is one of the most antidepressant places you can ever be. And when I figured that out, God damn it, I'm in there every day. I'm in there every day. I'm, hey, I ain't playing. I know, I know like I told y'all, the reason I work out is because I'm trying to look good for my wife when I'm 50. Because you ain't going to receive no compliments like you receive when you're 50. I just want my wife to look over me like, baby, God damn. You still look like that? You look like that 30 years ago. And I'm going to look like that in 30 more. You understand what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. And um, the fact that it became a place where I could put the pressure down and pick the weight up. Somebody asked me, like, what's your ab routine? My mental. This mental is what gets it done. It ain't, I don't take no pre-workout. I don't take, I get in there and get that money and get up out of there. I'm fighting demons up in that motherfucker. I seen a real ass, funny ass TikTok that was like, it's a couple people in the gym, they, they dance, they fighting demons or whatever the case was. I'm beating them demons. I'm whooping their ass right now. I've been whooping their ass all year long because I am in God's favor. I am blessed. I am fortunate to be here. I am fortunate to be speaking into this microphone to you. At you. And again, I'm going to say it again. I'm just here to let you know that there is always a brighter day. If you feel away today, I pray to God it, it, it eases from your heart for tomorrow. Lay down, go to sleep, and baby, what, what Cat Williams say? Hey, call me again. We figure this thing out. Hey, listen, you bite a dollar three, dollar two. We're going to figure this motherfucker out. I promise you, we're going to figure it out because nobody deserves to feel depressed or sad or hollow or empty or numb. And um, I've been there. I've lived it. And if I can help in any regard, I will. I promise you that. I'm in this here. Because I hate when these get too long. You know, I don't really want to be taking up all y'all time. I know y'all got to get to the kids. I know y'all got to get back to work. I know you got to Listen, there is people who care about you. And mental health is a very, very serious thing. You matter. So if you think about taking your life today, if this video is enough to make you chill the fuck out, sit the fuck down, rethink it, rethink it. Because you matter. You are important. You live in your perspective. There's nobody more important than you in your eyes. You just got to see that. Learn to refill that picture like I told you about, you know? And um, I'm happy because I'm able to do what I love for a living. I'm happy because I'm able to get on here and talk to you guys week after week. I'm happy because I'm making music again. Got the production company. I started up with the brothers. Music's flowing. 
New project coming soon. Oh, the merch is out. Oh, I ain't even. Hey, the merch is out. The merch is out. You feel? It ain't this, but you know, the merch is out. Lost Lover Boy, Lost Lover Girl t-shirts and uh, hooded sweatshirts are out on pre-sale. Make sure you click the link below. Find it. DimitriWiley.com. Click on shop and we out here. Hey, listen, you can match with me. There'll be a giveaway coming up, coming soon. And I will be gifting someone with some merch. Stay tuned for that. Just make sure you subscribe, like, comment, do all of those things. Hit me up on any social media. Dimitri Wiley. If I can't respond, I will respond. I promise you that. Clubhouse. Every Monday at 7 o'clock Central Time. Be there. Ask me a question. Come learn with me. Come heal with me. You know what I'm saying? I'm forever on this healing journey. And I will not give it up. So if I'm healing myself or I'm healing somebody else, God damn it, that's what we're doing that day. You understand what I'm saying? Listen. Subscribe to the channel. Go purchase some merch. Episode 4 coming soon. I'm really trying to get my parents on here, but they're a little nervous. We're going to take some shots beforehand, though, so we be all right. We be young, wild, and free on that. If you haven't already seen it, check out the first episode. Check out the second episode. Leave a comment. Let me know your thoughts and opinions on it. If you have any recommendations for what you want future episodes to be about, I already got, like, you know, um, dating with children. I'm going to include some some beautiful people I know who are incredible parents, and they can give you their perspectives on it. Just know there's a lot coming from this podcast, from the lost lover boy himself. Please, please check on yourself. Self-care is important. Check on your friends. Be well, my people. I love you. Peace out.